I will set the zeitgeist straight. The movie has too much of the cast in it. Man, I'm saddled with Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> the world's most uncharismatic actor. But it has no poetry. That's not what this is about. The so. problem was when the hero started facing adversity. Get off your soapbox, Laura Dern. <laughs> I want to square off on this guy at a dinner party. The music was thick. So far, you have not dazzled me. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Do not try to listen to the podcast. That's impossible. Instead, only try to realize the truth. There is no podcast. Welcome to Off the Mark. Good chat on bad takes of great movies. I'm Dave Colombo. <laughs> I know Kung Fu. <laughs> I'm Mick Andrews. And if you could tell from the beginning, we are doing the fabulous movie that everybody knows and loves. Poor English accent. Um... <laughs> Uh, no, we're, we, we, uh, we, we talk about the horrible reviews of the best movies ever made, and we're just going to jump right in. Today's episode is The Matrix, released March 31st, 1999, a budget of $63 million. Again, again, it's so cute. Even Adorable. back just in, in the 90s, $63 million, that is the catering budget of a, of a Netflix <laughs> movie now. <laughs> It made 643 million worldwide, beating out uh, what was um, uh, out at the same time. Saving Private Ryan was in the theaters at the same wow. time, as well as I'm sure a future candidate for uh, this series, Patch Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow more people like The Matrix than Patch Adams. Weird, weird. I that know, one. but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, The Matrix, a uh, phenomenal movie. Everybody loves it. Um, Incredible. Because this this came out a couple of months before Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. And I was huge Star Wars fanboying at the time. Um, I had watched the trailer for Phantom Menace about a million times. And I remember like literally feeling like nothing in the world is going to compare to what it's going to be like to be able to watch a new Star Wars movie in the theater and went randomly to see this because, I mean, again, you don't really, I was there. I remember seeing the trailer for The Matrix going like, you won't even tell me what the movie's about? Like, what, okay. And I went with my best friend and we walked out of the theater saying, I don't think Star Wars is gonna be better than this. And who boy, I, I could not have been more right. But like, because <laughs> yeah. we mentioned this before when we were on the Jurassic Park episode, talking about like after the CG in Jurassic Park, what was the movie that that was the next time there was a huge shift in technology? And honestly, Bullet Time. I mean, not not just in movies, all video games started doing Bullet Time mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. calling it Bullet Time um, yeah. directly after this movie. Uh, it, it is. I went back and watched it again just, just to be ready for this. The pacing is so on point. In this era now where everything is like a, um, like every Disney Plus series that you see now where they're really trying to pad out 10 episodes of a, of a, of a show and a, like two characters will get together and it's very, very important that they have a conversation. But for whatever reason, like one character will be like, it's complicated. And really, that just means 
we need to i need to yeah i'll explain it in two more episodes g- give yeah. me give me two episodes to say <laughs> the thing versus this movie where literally every scene is a drip 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 of new information being given at just the right time new mystery new new philosophy to consider like you you know just enough as the movie's going on and it's one of the reasons that i think that the the sequels didn't land nearly as well is because this movie really is like the unfolding of a mystery you don't mm-hmm. know what it is, and then you do, and now let's play in that sandbox, and what are the boundaries of that sandbox, and then it builds and builds and builds, and literally every scene builds on top, and I've been talking a long time. You talk. No, I completely <laughs> agree. For my money, I think this movie is a great exercise in, like, if it's extra, cut it. Like like you said, it's a drip feed, but every drop matters. Like, every piece of information you're given is consequential to either a character's motivation, moving the story forward, or, you know, building stakes. What's fantastic about this movie is that you can kind of, you can enjoy it for a number of reasons. There is a really interesting story going on here. There's a great kind of fantasy idea or sci-fi idea baked into the idea, you know, the matrix and, and these two worlds. But on top of that, there is just a balls-to-the-wall awesome action movie. Especially compared to the sequels, which are really like, let's do 20 minutes, you know, conversations talking about, like, the origins of man and free will and da-da-da-da-da and the architect going, like, you know, spending an hour. The the first movie is like, you know, there is no, no spoon. And now let's do a five-minute fight scene in a dojo. Like, it, it, it is yeah. more of an action movie that's just asking you to think a little bit. Mm-hmm. If, you, if your problem is that it's too heady, then you can't handle basic plot, you know, basic lines like, you know, like, the Oracle told you what you needed to hear because, it, you know, like, li- little moments that are like... Just, yeah. That are okay. They're, it's not Arnold Schwarzenegger going, "Why don't you hang around?" You know. Okay, so it's not that. It's a little. <laughs> it's a little asking you to to think a little bit more than that. But it's definitely not hard to follow. It's when the lore gets expanded into like the animated stuff and the, and the video games and and all of a sudden it's like, mm-hmm. wait, how many matrices the matrices were there and what what am I? You know, what is the architect and who is the oracle? That's when it got convoluted. Yeah, it got convoluted when they tried to 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 give everything a fully fleshed out world. Yeah. And so this review is, I mean, we honestly can and very likely will just, this will take us some time to, <laughs> to sift through. This could take the entire run of the show. All right. So, um, so this is called, uh, this is from the... Daily Gazette from up in Schenectady, New York, Love it. Uh, April April first, nineteen ninety nine, uh, titled "Movie Matrix: A High Tech Assault That Will Delight Narrow Audience." <laughs> no. All right. You ready? I love it. (laughs) Matrix is a $60 million high tech assault on the senses and a pretentious insult to the mind. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, I I thought your title was an insult to the mind, but go ahead. (laughs) 
it's the kind of movie kids over 15 and under 16 will think is cool and one which slackers everywhere will hail as mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Others may interpret its fusion of religion, mythology, and Zen acrobatics as a stunning, intelligent venture into new intellectual territory. If so, you can bet their reading has been exclusively confined to comic books and two-bit science fiction. Okay, okay. All right. I mean, a little it close is a, to home, Dave. It is, a, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, the next line is Dave Colombo will love it. I, I mean, I, okay, like yes, yes. If all you're doing is looking at the aesthetics, it it does. It is very '90s uh, esque. The the whole sunglasses, cartwheels, and slow motion shooting. You know. In in a lesser action movie, yeah, it looks like it's all subs it's it's all visuals and all style and no substance. It has more substance than any other action movie that had come out up to that point. I'm thinking about where action movies were in the '90s, and I'm just seeing um, Harrison Ford shouting "Get off my plane" and punching somebody off of Air Force One. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. where action movies were. That's that's the head that's that's the headiness that was asked of audiences in the 90s. It's building its own world. It's not uh man on plane fights terrorists. Um it's not um uh, it's not uh Lake Placid, which was a, <laughs> another movie that came out in 1999. Phenomenal that's movie. kind of the yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, also, Deep Blue Sea came out. There was a lot of. Mm-hmm. I'm just I just did a quick search of uh, '90s action thrillers that came out at the time. All of which I saw in uh, the theater by myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's spawned a lot of like actual futurism kind of thought processes of like um, simulation theory. Like, yeah. are we actually truly in a computer? I I'm certain. Uh, that this is not the first movie or this is not the first, uh, you know, work of fiction to posit that thought. But it's certainly the first mainstream one, to my mind, that kind of had this level of cultural significance and one that had, um, you know, every single person. If you said simulation theory to someone, their eyes would glaze over mm-hmm. and then you go, you know, like the Matrix and they go, oh, I, oh, right. Oh, that. Right. Okay. So yeah, it's putting it's putting forward some pretty heady concepts that uh, I wouldn't say are confined to two bit sci fi. I also think uh, that it's it's the the movie's gonna have fans of all types just because you know nineties um, you know emo slackers are are also kind of like like connect to it or connect to the visuals or whatever. That's not inherently a criticism of the movie, necessarily. Yeah. It's just that this appeals to them. It's like saying that, you know, the the toxic masculinity concepts in Fight Club have you you can't you can't even talk about them because too many people really like Tyler Durden. It's like, okay, but the movie is making deep, deep points. It's not the movie's fault that people don't get the the depth and and glom on to Tyler Durden as some sort of hero. Yeah, no, I think that's a, a 
a really good comparison. Also a movie that came out in 99. Um, yeah. interestingly enough. But yeah, I think a I think Fight Club is a good parallel for this. That like there are there's a a group of people that see it for face value that kind of miss a lot of commentary on it. It can serve as just a plain action movie by itself. You can kind of mentally just not want it to be more than that and yeah. you won't get more out of it than that um but it's but also, i think that speaks to what's good about it is that like it kind of hits hits the mark for multiple kind of things and that's the thing it's also the best we've seen at that surface level shit like as an yeah. action movie that first action scene spoils us for like 10 years yeah. about the the uh the wire work the 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 um collection of cg combined with practical effects uh like it's so crisp and and it moves so fluidly and she's jumping through the window and landing and pulling the guns out like it's doing if all you want is mind numbing you know brain dead action movie it's doing that better than anything else yeah. It's it's yeah. it's also asking you to think, but you don't have to and you're still watching that that fight scene in a dojo in the dojo is like absolutely spectacular and it looks like both Lawrence Fishburne and Keanu Reeves are literal pro martial artists. The work that had to go into that cuz it is them as far as I know like I mean, they had obviously had action coordinators and stunt doubles and those kinds of things. But that like movies typically long have. takes. But the long, long take sequences, they did a lot of their own uh, kung fu work. And it's incredible the amount of stuff they do. Also, the you know, we talked about the wire work, but the the this is one of those movies where like for the time. It, it is a we've as we've already said it's a paradigm shift in how action yeah. is shot and performed on camera it's a it, there's it's an inflection point in movies where everything after this that comes even close to it is going to get compared to it um that the amount like you know i'm sure you know you can if you haven't you can look it up on youtube but the the making of where they shoot the scenes where kiana's getting uh neo's getting shot at and he bends back how they have to do like they have like 70 cameras lined up in a circle in order to get that shot where it's not oh it's not a circle pan it's actual cameras that they have to merge all these shots together and and um the amount of computer work the green screen stuff it's a sixty million dollar movie where I I feel like you see every dollar of that movie. every dollar. every dollar of that like shown in the in the the final cut of the film yeah then it's also full of just fantastic writing <laughs> just little scenes little tiny scenes where like Lawrence like Keanu they're 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 fighting and Lawrence Fishburne leans over and goes like you think that's air you're breathing mm -hmm. and just a look on his face where he goes like okay yeah, uh, yeah little yeah. little scenes like that where it's like man they well, thought they really planned and thought and like it's just they squeezed they, they out, understood they squeeze out every drop of potential fun you can have in in this idea of a simulation 
every single like like up until like like halfway into the movie or three quarters into the movie, we're figuring out that and and to this day, I still say this in my head. Anytime I have deja vu, that's a glitch in the matrix. There's a glitch in the matrix. I think of it all the I time. I think of that all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, I see what you're doing. I see what Somebody's you're doing. Somebody's edited the matrix. Somewhere yeah. Hugo Weaving is looking very is having a frowny face. So um you'll only like it if you're into comics and two-bit sci-fi. Ugh. Regardless, it's unlikely any negative assessment will keep teens and slackers, the movie's target audience, away from Matrix. A hodgepodge of other movies like Men in Black, The Terminator, 2001, and a host of kung fu specials. I mean, no. It is, it is wholly original in its aesthetic... In what way is it? Is it two thousand one a space odyssey? In what science? Way? It's because it's got science, Dave. Because it has. Oh, right. Because it has science. Because it's it. got it's got sciences in it. I didn't think of that. <laughs> there are so many sciences in this movie. That... <laughs> I mean, and and also the whole like you know I don't think anything we're gonna say is gonna keep those slackers away from coming to see this movie. Oh, this this whole we're not even we're not even a quarter of the way into this. This whole review is is just nerd shaming. Yeah. Which was <laughs> yeah. completely socially acceptable in 1999. Yep. The, the the idea could you imagine this person writing a review of like Endgame? Oh, oh, my, <laughs> like, oh my goodness. You know what I mean? This I mean, I like, guess all these people who have been watching these movies for yes. 10 years might want to see how it wraps up. Sure, you sweaty nerds might like the special yeah. effects, but it's yeah, yeah. It's just a it's just um a knock on people who enjoy the like who enjoy computers, who enjoy futurism, who enjoy comic books, who enjoy like certain styles of action movies, highly stylized movies. Basically, is what this thing is knocking. Yeah, like that. Um, and it's also I think one of the one of the real hallmarks of this movie is that it took kind of niche themes uh, uh niche sci-fi elements and brought them into the mainstream like we've said you know uh simulation theory is now something anyone can immediately understand oh and it's uh, absolutely based on a bunch of animes the style um mm -hmm. you know the, mm -hmm. the wakowskis watched a lot like they they literally loved that aesthetic i mean I, I know he this reviewer is not going to do this, so I'm gonna say it now. Why don't you then then speak to that audience? If if your point is they're still gonna go see it, then talk to us. Explain to us how it was done better, um, what where we're wrong in finding value in in stories like this. Again, like be proactive. Don't just like hem and haw and roll your eyes at like you know they're gonna show up. Yeah. Yes, we yeah. are. I think that's yeah, that's the real thrust that's the real knock I have with this is like this one is like, yeah, I guess you'll like it if you're a, a square, but like <laughs> it's like, okay, uh yes. If you're into those things, you will enjoy this movie is not a reason to not like this movie if you're not into those things. Right. Like it's not an explanation. There's there is zero explanation in this of why it is wrong to like those things and why uh there's also no explanation really of why if you're not into those things, this movie won't be good for you. It doesn't say like 
it says nerds are going to love it. It doesn't explain why if you aren't into computer science, this movie is not any good. Um, yeah, because what this movie does do is open the doors of those kind of niche things and go like, this is a world that you, a lot of people who don't know a lot about it could enjoy. It's uh, it's almost like it's like this review is actively saying us normies don't go because you're going to be surrounded by a bunch of uggo nerds. Yeah, you're going to be a bunch of yeah, you're going to be surrounded by dorks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah, that's what this is. Uh, I think it was a lot more socially acceptable to just crap on people for liking nerdy things. Mm -hmm. And I remember a big shift, you know, maybe five, six, seven years after this movie came out, where suddenly, like, nerd culture became pop culture. Yeah. They merged. And it was okay to like these things. I think it came and, with like X Men, Spider Man, and then the beginning of like kind of the Marvel universe and the the Star mm -hmm. Wars movies. There was just too. It went from like here's a movie for the nerds to like everything at the box office is kind of like angling for that market. So yeah. all of a sudden it can't be like, oh, here's another one for the nerds. Yeah. It kind of became like, well, the nerds are out again, <laughs> you yeah. know, and yeah. I still remember when I was working at a comic book store, um, guy walks in and he's wearing an elvish cloak and it had Ugh. it had the the, the, the leaf, the, the green leaf. leaf. And I remember just kind of going like, you know, like, oh, like that's really cool. And he goes, Thank you. And I was like, Are you uh are you like, you know, going to like a, a movie or like a, a a a premiere or something? And he goes, No. And I remember just being like, right on man hell yeah dude <laughs> that's for that's no my reason man. wear yeah. it for no yeah. reason wearing it because it's thursday <laughs> i thought it was cold out so i, I threw my <laughs> yeah. elvish yeah. cloak on yeah. um that's phenomenal yeah uh that's the way people should be if you enjoy something do it all the time yeah enjoy it enjoy it completely and um i'm glad that we are past a point where uh you should feel ashamed for having interests that differ from the mainstream uh such as they are to nerd culture i'm sure there's a lot of stuff that gets unfairly marginalized yeah uh let's okay so let's read on uh it's a hodgepodge of other great movies that's where we left off mm -hmm. uh addicts to computer games will probably have an ecstatic if not orgasmic love affair with matrix an incoherent glitzy gift from the wachowskis Referred to in the business as, oh, I'm sorry, uh, referred to in the business as the Wachowskis and creators of a superb earlier movie for grownups called Bound. Okay. You know, what's really funny is, is usually on this, on this show, uh, we're irritated by the end of the sentences, but this one started <laughs> addicts of computer games. And I'm addicts like, already, games, yeah. I'm like, dude. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Addicts, addicts of computer games will probably have an ecstatic, if not orgasmic, yeah, uh, love affair with the Matrix. God, you nerds can't even keep it in your pants, man. <laughs> Just love that bullet time. Um, uh, the way she jumps in the air and the camera moves, you probably you probably can't contain yourselves. Well, uh, this is a a home viewing only for you nerds. Uh, Jesus Christ. God. Okay, what would say the end again? Sure. Uh we'll have an orgasmic love affair with Matrix, an incoherent 
glitzy gift from the Wachowskis, referred to in the business as the Wachowskis, and creators of a superb earlier movie for grown-ups called Bound, which I've never seen. I don't know I've if you've seen, seen it. I've never seen it either. How uh, is it incoherent? It's not incoherent. It flows. It makes sense. You may not like it. It may not appeal to you. But what about what's happening is incoherent? I will say it all this. makes sense within the context It didn't make sense to me it's... when I first watched it because I was nine. Yeah, you were nine. <laughs> um, I mean, I think dinner is incoherent when you're nine. <laughs> you <know? laughs> what is this? <laughs> I didn't order this. I want chicken nuggets. Uh, yeah, it, it was t- tough to follow as a child. I feel like this movie might be tough to follow if you're not paying close enough attention or like actually watching the movie. If this was a movie where you got up and walked out and walked back in, it might be difficult to follow. Again, what I said earlier, I think there's not a lot of fat in this movie. I think every scene matters and every scene it builds on itself. Like as you said, um, to the point where if you miss parts of the puzzle, you might need catching up, right? Or you might. Need, but that's the thing is that, that like, doesn't mean it's incoherent. There's that a just difference. Means it's tight. I always think, feel like there's a difference between like hard to follow and incoherent. Incoherent means like it doesn't fit within its internal it's logical. Logic. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it will say things that don't pan out or lead you into a different direction, or there's plot holes or certain, like which is not hard to follow. Yeah, because if I've got if I'm playing Candy Crush and I look up every now and then. You know, I may have missed a little bit, you know, or whatever's going mm-hmm. on. But like, mm-hmm. it's that's not the movie's fault. The movie right. answers its questions enough of its questions to to make logistical sense. He is the one, or is he not? Morpheus thinks he is. She's in love with you. Know, like it all. Yeah. Okay, that's very frustrating. Anyway, I yeah, I think there's also a certain uh, type of moviegoer. I maybe I I am being unfairly charitable in thinking i assumed that a lot of movie reviewers were not this kind of person but there are certain people who need a movie spelled out as literally as possible yeah here's what this is here's what's happening here's who these people like so for example i feel like someone who watches the movie like that might have questions about like what was that pill that he took why is the mirror acting that way and it's like those are not explained because they don't have to be right they're not necessary to move the story forward. And I think you don't need to understand what is in that pill. For so, people like you and me, it's very clear, oh, the boundaries of what I'm supposed to question and what I'm not supposed to question. Like, at the beginning of the movie, he already knows who Morpheus is. He already knows who Trinity right, he's, is. He's heard of them, right? And, yeah. and, and they don't say, like, I remember hearing first about the Matrix and da 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 da. He just kind of goes like, "What is the Matrix?" Like, like the the suggestion is we yeah. are in what is it pronounce? How does it pronounce? In medias res, like we are catching the moment where like some of this has kind of already been hinted at beforehand, and you and I have just enough information to go like, "Got it, moving on. Let, let's keep right. going." But right. for someone else, it's like, "Wait, so he already know?" But we didn't see them meet. You know, we we didn't see the first time he's heard of this. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on. Uh, Their movie stars Keanu Reeves as Neo, otherwise referred to as The One. In truth, he is the Messiah, the Chosen One, the embodiment of the Second Coming, as envisioned by his mentor, played by Lawrence Fishburne. 
In a work in which two realities coexist, Fishburne plays Morpheus in mythology, the god of dreams. When Morpheus realizes he's in the presence of the one, he will whisk his student into the world of virtual reality. That's actually the opposite. Uh, yeah. He whisk, whisks him into the world of actual reality. Out uh, of the world of virtual reality. It seems shows how closely this person's watching. Yeah. Uh, this, after... This, after this ultra-sensitive, mind-enhancing guide informs our hero that his 1999 world is an illusion and, in fact, is really the 21st century. Oh, man. <laughs> Welcome to the 21st mm -hmm. century. And that computers are using humans as energy sources in pods. Hey, man. Like, cool. The Matrix. That's its own standalone. No, 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 no. You can't. Okay, so you're you're accurately recapping the the story. You can't then with just the fucking eye roll of a sentence. You know, if of... that's your fucking thing, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Is... I don't know how you don't read that 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 paragraph and go like, "There's something to be done with that." Yeah, like... that's a great <laughs> like. Like, if I were just reading that, I'd be like, "Yeah, that's like you know." <laughs> The this God... writer dismisses it with, hey, man, like, cool, The Matrix. The Godfather is the story of Vito Corleone, who's trying to maintain yeah. his family while simultaneously running a criminal empire. It is like, the story totally, of whatever. the mafia. The Godfather. <laughs> you know, so guns go pew pew or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, that doesn't negate. Okay. Yeah. Hey, man, cool or whatever. <laughs> the Matrix. The Matrix is just a sentence in this. Okay. Jesus. Now that Neo knows the awaited one is on the scene, he exchanges his body parts for cybernetic gadgets. That what does not happen in the movie. No, no, it does not. Now that Neo knows the awaited one is on the scene. I don't know what that sentence, that half of the sentence means. No, I have no idea. Second half is he exchanges his body parts for cybernetic gadgets. I mean, when he wakes up, he does have implants that were yes. already there since birth. When I hear the sentence, he exchanges his body parts for cybernetic gadgets. I'm picturing Inspector Gadget. <laughs> That's how I Whoa. Kung fu. Kung fu. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean, I says. would watch that's you just wrong. as uh, that's just Dr. Claw. factually wrong. Okay, now it's off to war for this computer hacker who, until this time, was the ultimate slacker. No, uh, he has a day job. He's got a day job. Also, is like you said, a computer hacker. He's pretty proficient in hacking and computer science and understanding, like. He literally discovers and understands that there's something called the Matrix before yeah. he's approached about it. Pretty Yeah, but Mick, he was sleeping in the first scene that he's introduced. That that clearly means he's not reaching his full potential. So is Link at the beginning of every legend in Zelda. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> It's literally a theme in all the games that he went. He's asleep at the beginning. Does that make him a slacker? I think not. Okay. Wait, he doesn't already have the hook shot? <laughs> slacker. Sorry, maybe I'm proving their point by being a video game nerd. Uh, all right. 
Now it's off to, oh, sorry, just read that. Okay. In this regard, slackers around the planet may see Neo's character oh as an God. inspiration to do nothing but play video games and locate weird websites. Is it is it Mr. Strickland from Back to the Future? Is he writing this review? Get <laughs> off it, dude. There's not an army of slackers. And here's the thing. Like, if we're slackers... But we're also like like all en masse going to see the same movie together. That's not slacking. Like we're already betraying the like these people who won't get up for anything are yeah, definitely it's practically go, activism when you think yeah, about it like that. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon this is gonna be an army. Like Yeah. These guys can't be coordinated in any way except for going to see this <laughs> smash hit of a film. Yeah. Uh, to do nothing but play video games and locate weird websites is one of my personal <laughs> favorites. Isn't that what we're all doing in life, though? I mean, honestly, just to locate. Has, has not just gone like, well, like just pulled back from what they're looking at being like, I went down a rabbit hole tonight. I uh, mean, I, I have been giving this guy, this person a lot of shit, but I do have to say in 1999, a big part of my day was looking for weird websites. Trying to find weird websites. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. It may encourage them into thinking and knowing that one day they too may receive a sign that their being out of work and reading comic books is part of God's plan. Oh, that's it. Yeah. It's telling you that you're also the one. Yeah. yeah. I've been banking on that for the last 30 I'm years. I'm still hoping. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm still waiting for Qui-Gon Jinn to walk in and say my midichlorian <laughs> count is higher than any he's ever seen. It's going to happen. <laughs> I'm gonna reach I mean, my eventually, if you read enough comic books, it'll happen yeah, for you. Yeah, or or we're gonna find a, a Green Lantern ring. Something, something is going to happen. On this level, Matrix will reinforce the virtues of lethargy and pseudo intellectualism. He doesn't slack his way through the whole movie. He no, he, no, he makes a lot of tough choices. He coughs up blood on multiple occasions. He doesn't have an easy go of it. His entire he jumps off world, a building. He jumps to off the of building. <laughs> His entire world does get ripped away from him. He lives in a in a weird, rusty. It's a genuinely, that's a good point. It's a genuinely brave act that he does for like being like. I would rather, I would rather be completely like have a breakdown learning the truth than live a lie. He lives in a three foot by six foot rusty cabin yeah. on on a ship and eats gruel. But yeah, like you know, like if if all you do is look at it from the perspective of how he was when he started, it's not really a power fantasy. The second and third ones are totally power fantasies, but the third, but the first one, he doesn't even kind of like no, realize a, the power fantasy till the end. Yeah, no, hundred percent, it's an arc. the The other thing, like the the climax of the movie, is driven by his courage. It's driven right. by his self starterness. It's he doesn't he doesn't know how he's gonna save this guy. No, he but he knows he's got to try. Yeah, he he is not yet like the one at that point in time he does not have the ability to like the first time he does the the lean and goes back i'm pretty sure trinity is like what the fuck was that yeah, like, yeah, yeah. how did you do that yeah uh you moved the way the agents do mm -hmm. like that's not a thing we as people can do um that happens after he's already made the decision 
I'm gonna like I'd rather die than let this guy get tortured and die. Like, yeah, we got to do something. He's not. So. He does like he's not halfway through the movie going. Well, I'm Superman, so I could probably. Well, I'm already. Do yeah, this, I, you know? I got <laughs> it. They gave it to me, so. Uh, I get. Uh, I get the frustration for, on this guy's part though, because he's just watching. Like, no, they they can't succeed. He didn't take the slackers his slackers will win. He didn't take his job seriously. He went out to a party the night before he had work. <laughs> he can't win. He's going clubbing. <laughs> Who is this guy? He's our hero. I bet he's also on marijuana. White Rabbit is a reference to something. I don't understand it, but I know I don't trust it. Uh on this level. Matrix will reinforce the virtues of lethargy and pseudo-intellectualism. Back to the movie. <laughs> oh, okay. that's, written, that's written in. <clears throat> Back to the movie. Neo finds other disciples who are in dubious who are who are in dubious battle with the masters of the machine universe. They are led by a man in black, played by Hugo Weaving. He perfectly, wears sunglasses. Perfectly. He wears sunglasses. Cool. <laughs> Oh, dude. <laughs> movies should not have style. I want all movies to look like George Lucas's THX 1138. I want white walls. I want featureless faces. I want everyone, star wipes. Star wipes, if possible. Uh, yeah. He wears sunglasses. Cool. <laughs> Nia's new friends include Trinity. This is in parentheses, he, and I swear to God, this word is written. Zounds! Another religious illusion. <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> okay. This is the guy, but for the record, this is the guy calling us nerds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, you just quoted the 60s Batman show. Come on, <laughs> that was a, I Yeah, that's a borderline Spaceman Spiff reference from Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> It'd actually be cooler if it were. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I would I respect think you're more him a lot right more. than I am. Yeah. Dude, if this guy were a nerd like that, and I'd be like, oh, I kind of take his, I take, <laughs> ah, take him at his word. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Trinity. Zounds. Another religious illusion played by Carrie Ann Moss and Cypher portrayed by Joe Pantoliano. Now guess, is there a Judas in the group? That actually is a good, that, <laughs> a yeah. good yeah. That is the one note in this, in this review where I was like, eh, it's a, I get, I totally agree that Joey Pants comes across as a villain throughout the movie. Oh, but I love it though. No, no, no. I, but I it's, yeah, it's telegraphed that he's not happy with the Matrix. Yeah. He talks about it. It's his pure, it's his main character trait. Um, so it's not surprising when he betrays the group. I wonder if, the, if their point is they cast Joe Pantoliano uh, in the movie. Yeah. And therefore, like, we all know he's going to be a shady piece of shit in this movie yeah yeah um which it is, I it is funny because all of the characters when they're introduced on the nebuchadnezzar are all like you know you know this is mouse hey how's it going this is like you know tank hey this is you know dozer hi 
Oh, and that's Cypher. <laughs> he's like, what? Yeah. what? What's going <laughs> on? <laughs> <laughs> he basically is like, go eat a dick. He's just, <laughs> he's just real. He's Did, got an energy about Does anybody miss the Matrix? Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> why, oh, why didn't I take the blue pill? I want the uh, steak. I want a steak so bad. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay. So before the movie is over, Viewers will be treated to a dazzling display of Asian acrobatics, and I suppose kudos are due to Reeves and Fishburne for learning this version of Japanese anime at the hands of a famed Oriental master. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, this is the least of the issues within this, but I do want to be just say out loud the most one of the most famous lines in this movie is, I know kung fu. Yeah. If you are a journalist whose job is to review movies you will know that line and bother to know that kung fu is chinese and not japanese sure <laughs> sure i mean you, you're right that that is like all, uh, it's so it, that line frustrated me more than it's not well great. you definitely know that there were nerds in 1999 correcting him as they read that review back then but like you know <laughs> It's it's actually Chinese. Like we're not we're not slackers, and it's not Chinese. You know, like yeah. I I believe what you're thinking of is karate. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot to be upset about in that. Okay, yeah. So this is also again, um, he re refers to their quote unquote Asian acrobatics. Uh, uh, as this version of Japanese anime. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I do not think that word means what you think it means. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, like, like everything else has been an insult. So it's hard not to read... You know, when you spend, like, this is like five paragraphs in, and everything he said has been mean-spirited, and now you're just saying, and you know, there's this Asian acrobatics. I suppose kudos that they they bothered to learn oh, yeah, all but, their fight choreography. By the way, that line where it's like, I guess I have to, like, yep. dude, no, no, this was a good thing. This was a well-made thing. This was good. You can just say it. You you don't have to you like can also, you can yeah that's the thing I think a lot of these reviews and this one in particular is like if they find a movie not worth watching or bad every element of that movie needs to be bad right this is something that I think is unequivocally visually stunning uh, took a tremendous amount of work as well as a lot of like innovative groundbreaking technology went into the fight sequences in this movie and. Um, uh, you know, changed the way combat, hand to hand combat is shot. Yeah, in cinema. Uh, just say that. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just acknowledge the fighting in this movie is incredible. Yeah, but you hated the movie. That is at least a position that is like foundationally sound but th there's this need to hate both the plot and structure and narrative of the movie and all this nerd shit that that this person doesn't like and then to go like i guess the fights are whatever okay I, I swear i can make it to the end of this i swear we we're we're 
We're on the back nine, I promise. Okay. Uh, the climax is a high tech version of the traditional gunfight. No, it isn't. It's no, it's not. It's just, it's just <laughs> it's not. It's just not. It's, it's the definition of innovation in, in cinema. <laughs> it's not. It's not it's, that. It's what people. It's what people look at. What people think about when they say like how we like how movies can change over time is like by the way it does have my favorite line read in the history of movies i do think that this person is up there with al pacino as the greatest actor in the history of cinema when they walk through that metal detector scene and that one security guard goes please remove all metal objects and and he pull opens, opens up, up his up shirt check. and all the the guns are there and the guy just goes oh shit and it's just <laughs> it's the best it's the most honest acting i've ever seen that man inhabited that security guard because it's yeah. exactly what you like you have not you have never seen a gun on the job and he's just got 50 guns and he's just like holy shit you're so right that there's this weird kind of are you like like almost laugh like are you kidding me yeah huh? yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's it's phenomenal acting from that from that one line guy. Oh, that's so funny. That's a really good. That's a really great line. Um, yeah, this movie it, it's got it's got, it's got great little moments like that. It's got your. Uh, I've heard somebody else talk about this, but I forget who it was who said it. So I don't mean to plagiarize, but once I heard them say it, now it's all I think about with this movie is. Some uh, somebody at some point said like just once I'd want I want someone to burst into a room I'm in and yell Morpheus is fighting Neo and everybody get up and run out of the room. <laughs> I would I would inherently get I want it that so bad. and go along with it. <laughs> yeah, you've got to go. <laughs> oh, you know who's cool in your friend group if everybody just gets the fuck up and like and like joins. <laughs> That's, oh, that's a great, so that's, funny. Yeah. Uh, All right, keep okay. going. Yeah. Two realities juxtaposed, religious and mythological illusions, zen, slow-motion acrobatics. Wow, cool. The problem is that the Matrix's narrative line is a pretentious, confusing mess. But in a world in which comic books and high-tech razzle-dazzle are substitutes for introspection, the fusion of gadgets, laser effects, and obscure references will have to pass for coherence and substance. <laughs> this is one of those guys who I would, I mean, I'm assuming a guy. Uh, this is one of those people who I desperately want to go back through their collection and see what, what did they, what, what action movie do they not think is just like a loose collection of set pieces meant to dazzle. Like who did it right? Yeah. Who did it right? Who did it better? Who, who achieved their, their goal better than this? Yeah. The other thing too, is I think the sentence is in like internally contradictory mm. that like <clears throat> he talks first about a, a, a world of conflicting realities in in which this movie examines religious and mythological illusions talking about 
Zen ideas. There's like a, there's a literally a, like a transhumanism idea here that you can download information into your brain. Like there, he acknowledges that element of it and then says, in a world in which comic books and high tech razzle dazzle are substitutes for introspection, blah, 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 blah. It's like, like it can either be overly lofty and pretentious or just nothing but action patter. Yeah. Yeah. You can either knock it for one or the other, but in a movie that is genuinely both, you can't knock it for both. Right. Like, right. <laughs> right. Like you can needs... shut your brain off and not pay attention to the 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 psychology of it if you want, sure. but then you're just watching a really you're watching an action, action flick. Movie. That's great. Great. Do it. Or you can kind of ignore the 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 pew, 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 and and watch it for like, oh wow, this is really an interesting grapple of, with like what if we were in a simulation yeah, like either one of those works independently e either one of those is a movie and the fact this that it's one doing does both, both yeah. are you mad that it's doing both is that what you're saying well in one in one half of the sentence it knocks it for being one and then it knocks it for being the other and it's like well those are both ends of the spectrum like yeah the... <laughs> jeez okay <laughs> This guy's review uh, is longer than the movie. Like, like you could have gone to see them. If you're saying like, "Hey, don't waste two hours. Don't make your review two hours." It, it's crazy. Okay, this this sentence you're gonna love. Oh God. Uh, heaven forbid that anyone tells slacker audiences that books like Orwell's 1984 and Joyce's Portrait of an Artist as a Young Man as well as movies like A Clockwork Orange, handled similar themes with much more sophistication, intelligence, and depth. Well, first of all, nailed it again with the the beginning of the sentence pisses me off. <laughs> 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 I mean, once again, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's an, it's an interesting point that it, this person is trying to be trying to say here's why they got it wrong by saying other things have handled similar themes with more sophistication and depth but i always feel uh, like that's a cop-out as well because it's like you need five examples of other, of other yeah. movies that kind of touched on those themes and it's like yeah but this movie did all of them yeah yeah but but like this movie is is all it's of that every so single one did... of those things yeah and also has a unique voice and perspective on those themes right to <laughs> to say to say uh, well you know 1984 already covered the idea of a surveillance state so i don't think anything ever needs to really examine that again <laughs> like, it's this is like those those uh old like home cooking journal uh articles from like 1900 that's like everything that needs to be invented has been invented yeah oh my god those are great i love those quotes of like yeah someone from 1905 going like we're done building new things well now that we've got the steam engine i can't think of anything else you know it's just like okay oh my god how small-minded yeah 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 uh, it, yeah it's not making the same argument as 1984 asshole it's not saying the same thing mm -mm, mm -mm. okay it's not and and so no one gets the, to take these themes and like make a different argument or a different point the also the terms of the even like within the theme 
of like say a surveillance state that's constantly monitoring the way you act and think and is like keeping tabs on you to make sure you have this almost uh manufactured existence the terms of that in 1984 are so different from those of the matrix that like they it's like they they're speaking the same language but not saying the same thing yeah like they're talking about different circumstances uh yeah it's it's a mess uh it's that's a mess of an analogy oh uh all right we're almost done i promise But in the Slackers universe, a world in which the hero is aptly represented by Reeves, Matrix will be a big hit. That, virtually, is a depressing reality. There it is again. We cannot escape the, it'll make money for the people that like it. (laughs) I, 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 it's so frustrating that that in and of itself is supposed to be a knock. Yeah. I mean, the other thing too is there's a this feels like a weird dig at Keanu Reeves at the end of it. Yeah. Saying that that he's aptly he's an apt representation of slackers. I think that's supposed to be a Bill and Ted knock. Mm-hmm. Uh or maybe like kind of just Keanu has a kind of surfer affect when he talks. Um I always look to this movie as like one of the like quintessential examples of a char- uh, a main character or like a, a hero character being fairly um fairly flat in terms of their their style of speaking their acting their choices things are neutral and that allows you to imprint on that person mm-hmm. and understand like like to to inhabit the main character's role like this to me is like a pinnacle example of that kind of thing for the whole movie he is reacting the way any of us would he he literally at one point goes what no this is crazy and it's like that's exactly what we would say and and all of this is insane he doesn't understand yeah because yeah i mean it it is also like i think anybody is going to look a little wooden next to Lawrence Fishburne and Hugo Weaving, who are like absolutely chewing the scenery. And it's, yeah. and, it, and and I love it. I love everything about it. Like we haven't really talked about it. Um, this movie, the casting, I cannot imagine anybody else playing Morpheus. I cannot. I mean, yeah, I, I had to when they made the, the most recent sequel, but like, or anybody else playing Agent Smith. It is flawless casting for what they do. Keanu Reeves as Neo is absolutely nailing what is needed of him. The other, the other side of that two shot is perfect. Um, Yeah. And, and I mean, Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus is is the, he's got the perfect blend of like over the topness and uh, what's the word? um just this kind of uh not gravitas but like just this sense of like weight to what's going on Mm -hmm. in things while also like there's a there's almost when he especially when he's training neo there's almost a playfulness to like how he's breaking down neo's understanding of the world while at the same time there's just the like 
the 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 little glasses that have to like you have to um what are they called pince nez that you have to like yeah. hold on your face which totally um, found online and like you know wanted to buy but i knew they weren't gonna stay on as you know as well as they do in the movie there's a certain like you gotta like there's a confidence that you need in order to pull those off that yeah. i know i will never have uh I mean, and the, the the instant I walk into a room wearing those and someone goes, what are you wearing on your face? <laughs> yeah. I'll never, I do I'll never feel wear like that's again. also just Lawrence Fishburne, just oozing charisma. Like if he had turned around originally in that lightning strike scene, when you're first seeing him for the first time, if he was wearing a bucket hat, I feel like it'd be like, all right. Okay. Yeah. All right. I buy that too. You I, know, I buy that equally. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Morpheus wears a bucket hat. Yeah, no, it's it's a charisma that that man can pull off, and he does in an amazing way in that scene. That's amazing. Again, another one is Hugo Weaving. Humans are a Jeez. disease is one of my favorite monologues in anything because of the way he does it. It's the delivery. It's the voice. They're, everybody hits their points. I, I really do think this is a movie where the you're right. The casting is perfect. Um, could you imagine another agent smith no. i can't it to a point uh, where when i was watching lord of the rings and um uh frodo gets stabbed and passes out and wakes up in the kind of rhythm and you just stuff, randomly see elrond and, and it actually happened in the theater uh elrond's face comes up and he goes welcome to rivendell somebody behind me goes mr anderson <laughs> and like the, the everybody in the audience lost their shit <laughs> to this day it's the it's the hardest i've ever heard I do stand up for a living. It's the hardest I've ever <laughs> heard. Anything's of ever killed. Is <laughs> somebody, Mr. Anderson? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. I Lord of the Rings. Will we will definitely get to Lord of the Rings on this yeah. show? Um, but okay. So, uh, that's the end of that review. Oh God. I got a couple of user reviews here. Okay. We can do, we can play our, our new favorite game of, uh, two reviews and a lie. So we had this idea to kind of make our own reviews of the movie. Um, and we think we want to take it to the next level here. What did you want to call it? Two reviews and a lie. Two reviews and a lie. <laughs> I love it. So we're going to read a couple of user reviews and one of them is, uh, written by, by us, and we have to figure out which one is is written by uh, the person who read the review and which are two u real user reviews. This are you great. ready? I'm so ready. Interesting to watch this movie because I wanted to understand the references. Red, parentheses, Redville versus Blue Pill. I came away being slightly disappointed. The world idea is incredibly interesting, but I just couldn't get over how much time was dedicated to expositioning and telling our main character, Neo, that he is the chosen one. I'm not a fan of the chosen one arcs in movies and books because they are incredibly unrealistic and put an incredible amount of pressure on the protagonist. <laughs> and then there was a click of, there was the cliche of bringing of love bringing you back from the dead, which I disliked. Also, I understand this is supposed to be an action movie, but there were way too many guns. <laughs> Final <laughs> Finally, for how much time the movie dedicates to explaining why the Matrix is bad, I still don't understand why it is bad. People are perfectly happy living fine lives in the Matrix. <laughs> 
You're right. It was a action movie. A action movie. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So that was review one. That's review one. Okay. Okay. Here's review two. I'm just gonna say it. This movie is not exciting. If you want to get incepted, just watch Inception. <laughs> sure. The Matrix has tubes and mind melding and they can dodge bullets like Angelina Jolie, but those things are in other movies in abundance and don't require sitting through this boring movie about lizard people. <laughs> One star for dodging bullets and leather dusters. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, and here's review three. Uh, Keanu Reeves and Loris Fishrand do Kung Fu and that's awesome. The slow motion gun stuff is awesome too. But the story is so confusing that I just start to tune it out until they start fighting again. I don't understand any of it, and I don't think I ever will. Just came here to say that this movie is 25 years old, and I still don't get it. Also, Paul Rudd was not in the movie. The fight scenes were hilarious, but the story was confusing. Paul Rudd's not in the movie? <laughs> what, are you, what the hell? Oh, my God. Okay, see, I, I, it's between two and three that I think you wrote. You uh, the Paul Rudd thing is so random. Is there a reference that we don't know? <laughs> My God. Uh, I'm gonna say you wrote two. I wrote number three. You wrote three. That's awesome. Because <laughs> two reads a lot like your other reviews, like one star. You know, because of the yeah, da -da -da -da. I did. I I put. I knew. I knew that might bait you. Uh, I also kind of cheated in that uh three is an amalgamation of of other one star reviews yeah that i i rewrote into right right, its right. Own oh idea. that's great but oh, the paul I rudd thing game. i could not resist the urge to make sure it got put in that's, there because that is something <laughs> that they would like i i would be like what the fuck like okay why why yeah that's that was by an approved reviewer from like imdb or rotten tomatoes or something is three also the one that's got uh where, where you say like just came in here to say yeah. I love that, where it's like, just popped in 25 years just after the movie to say, blarg. Yeah. Uh, my favorite line, and this is a, a straight lift from something else. The fight scenes were hilarious, but the story was confusing. <laughs> <laughs> that was too good to not just take, just plagiarize well, openly. What else can you expect from a action movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the, yeah, it is a action movie from 1999. <laughs> Well, Phenomenal that is stuff. the Matrix. Uh, I, what I, do you think? Change your mind? I'll be honest with you. It, it, I, it, I don't know how to think about it now because I am such a slacker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, my brain won't your, even let me. Just, just being a comic book nerd about it. I yeah, get it. Man. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so frustrating. That's so insanely frustrating. It is just you completely lost the point of being like, oh, it's got sci-fi action shit. Like, cool, good for you, nerds. Enjoy your stupid movie. Not every movie is for you. Specifically, you as yeah. a reviewer are not only gonna watch movies that directly appeal to you. Like, shouldn't isn't that reviewing one oh one where you're like, it, it, there's a yeah, you need to have a level of objectivity of like this movie. It was not made for me, but it is still good. Like, it's still a good movie. I'm not 15. I'm not a computer nerd, but I might have to watch a movie that involves computers and and people doing flip de doos and, and shooting guns. That's going to be part of the job. Mm hmm. 
so so what do I do with that information? Do I do I well, just you close use it, off? You use it to bully children. Right. You spe- <laughs> you've specifically said in your review that this movie will appeal to people who are above six, above 15 and below 16, meaning that the only people you are knocking right now are literal children. You literal children. God. And and slackers. Uh, the abstract notion of slackers. Um yeah, it's uh it's very rare that these like these you know these reviews very frequently are uh bad that's kind of the point yeah uh it's rare that they're outright insulting to people who enjoy the movie and that they actually make me like annoyed that this got this got edited wrote edited Printed and published. Yeah, like, like, that's a good point. I'm blown away that like usually the vitriol goes towards the filmmakers, but this went directly to the audience. Anyone who likes this is a loser was but, the theme of this review. But yeah. there was no comment about like they should never have made this movie. It was all like, of course, they're going to make the movie. But then, you know, it's your fault for going. Mm-hmm. Wow. If you like if you like this, you're a loser. Yeah, it's the the theme of this. God, that's I'm amazing. sure the losers will love it. Um, yeah, it's it's very it's one of the more mean spirited reviews we've, yeah. we've ever looked Blown at. Blown away by uh, that. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, tell us what so you it changed thought. your mind is what you're saying. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Tell yeah. us what you thought of the Matrix. Uh, give us a like on Apple Podcasts. Like, share, subscribe. Um, leave me a comment on any of my social medias at Dave Colombo on TikTok at DVD Colombo at uh, on Instagram. Um, tell us what movies you want us to do next. Leave us your shitty review for the Matrix. Yeah, write your own review, please. Um, and this was so much fun. Please, please, please tell a friend about the show because these these are a lot of fun. I want more people to check this show out because we're having a blast. Um, until next time, I've been Dave Colombo. I'm McAndrews. And this was bleh, off the mark. <laughs> <laughs>